You're listening to the Bitcoin.com podcast. Our guest today is Mark Berger, president of OCAM.fi. The opinions, beliefs, and viewpoints expressed by various guests or sponsors of the podcast are solely their own. They do not necessarily reflect those of the podcast host or the other people, entities, or organizations affiliated with the creation or production of the podcast. The guest and sponsor may consider their information reliable, but others involved in the creation or presentation of the podcast do not warrant the accuracy of guest or sponsor information, and it should not be relied upon. This episode is brought to you by the Bitcoin.com exchange, the exchange you can trust. Buy and sell Bitcoin as well as 250 digital assets. The Bitcoin.com exchange is secure, fast, easy, and reliable. Register within seconds and buy crypto with a credit or debit card. Join our community of traders now. Exchange bitcoin.com I'm your host Dustin Planthold. Join us as we dive into the world of economics, politics, tech, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. For even more crypto related news, sign up at news.bitcoin.com or follow us on Twitter at bitcoin.com. Now let's bring on our guest. Mark Donish, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, Dustin. Donish, so tell us in terms of your involvement with Oakum Phi. Talk about that. Yeah, um, I mean, I'd love for uh, Mark to give you give our our listeners um, a really good vibe, but um, it's a brand new project that's uh, currently being built, um, and it's going to be the first Dex and uh, Launchpad for Cardano based projects. Um, obviously, Charles has done a lot of work on Cardano, and in the token itself has seen a lot of progress this year. Um, and I think. You know, we've already seen Ethereum launchpads come around. We've seen uh, Binance Chain um, uh, uh, launchpads come around. Uh, and I think the next uh, step was to kind of, you know, concentrate on the Cardano ecosystem. And uh, Mark was nice enough to ask me to be an advisor. And, you know, I've been helping him out here and there. And I'm excited for, for the launch. And uh, I'll let Mark kind of ex- uh, introduce himself and delve deeper into it. And Mark, you're the president of Oakham Phi. That's correct, yes. So OCOMFI is uh, a Swiss-based association that has three products, Ocom Razor, a launchpad focusing on Cardano developers to build on Cardano, a Uniswap version 4 exchange that is called OCOMX, and the last product is OCOMDAO, which is represented by the OCC token, and will allow um, the protocol getting decentralized and owned by its users. So now why Cardano? I mean, there's a lot of projects out there in the space. What made you say the one that that we should work with would be Cardano? Yeah, so Cardano is ready for action. Smart contracts are coming out uh, this summer. And I have a long history um, working in the centralized Um, space in finance and digital assets. So as a matter of fact, I've been running um, a company called Scalable Solutions that um, is in the space of running a SaaS cloud for its customers um, on and and then basically giving them um, a competitive uh, centralized exchange processing all sorts of uh, spot transactions. Um, And what we found is that in the DEX space, 
there is uh, a lot of volume moving from the centralized um, applications toward DEXs, and that DEXs are actually super promising. Um, but at the same time, um, the technology that is out there today is, is very limited. Um, there is uh, smart contracts being hacked or drained um, regularly. And in a space like financial services, you cannot allow so such things to happen in order to uh, build the bridge to institutional money. And Cardano possesses all these properties. Um, it's uh, peer-reviewed, uh, formal verification um, is, is a standard. And all those things together um, will allow uh, the Cardano ecosystem uh, to prosper. Now, right now, it's... Uh, not ready yet, right? So that is why uh, we decided to launch on Ethereum first, build up a user base, build up liquidity pools, deep liquidity pools. And then as soon as the smart contract layer is ready, we're going to move. So basically right now, or then in the next days and weeks, we're going to launch Oakham Razor, the first product. Um, and then um, we're basically opening the floodgates to then move things to Cardano once things are ready. And we're going to be among the first, if not the first, uh, to be ready on Cardano. Now, when you say not ready, I mean, why is it taking so long? Well, uh, good things take longer, right? So, I mean, if we look at uh, Binance Smart Chain, it's fantastic how fast everything goes, but it's literally a copy uh, of, of Ethereum with a much more centralized element, um, which is the network itself. And a centralized network doesn't give me confidence for the future. Cardano right now at its status today is the most um, decentralized proof of stake uh, blockchain, which gives me a lot of confidence that this can work in the future. And so on your side, Don, I mean, you and I have talked about smart contracts in the past. Why does this matter? I mean, what really, what problems does it solve? Um, so smart contracts are, um, they're basically automated try or multiple party contracts where um well that's kind of like what ethereum kind of pioneered in the first place it's basically a multi-party quote-unquote contract where people can interact with it um with certain inputs and get certain outputs back and it's for the most part you can think of it as an autonomous uh piece of code for example um, where human interaction to process the inputs and outputs is not needed. So all of it's kind of coded um, within the contract itself that it's got a certain function, like, you know, either, um, you know, dispersing tokens to people who interact with it or uh, passing some sort of data or, you know, there's multiple functions that a smart contract can do. Um, but it is essentially a way for... Um, you know, blockchains to kind of allow uh, autonomous uh, functions to happen without, you know, uh, and of course there's there's a security element to it too. Uh, autonomous functions to happen without, you know, um, too much manual intervention, so to speak. And Mark, from your perspective, I mean, do you believe that Cardano is solving that security issue? So... As I said, like on, on Cardano, you have a, a peer-reviewed system. Um, you can do formal verification um, of the code itself that you actually write, which gives you a, a lot of more confidence um, in uh, the, the contracts um, that you write. Um, 
additionally to that, um, there's also a, a regulatory component um, that might come up in the near future for uh, any type of uh, decentralized uh, transaction um, that you're going to have. On Cardano, for instance, you can basically um, chain the identity um, to, to your activities um, in a decentralized way, which would clear a DEX more or less um, from um, yeah, doing transactions that are not uh, KYC, et cetera. So Cardano, all in all, um, has a big potential to open the floodgates for, for institutional money because it's, it's on a different level um, than what we have today. So institutions, they need that security. They need that. They need to be able to make sure everything is done from a compliance standpoint. And it sounds like Cardano allows you to do that. It allows you to set it up the right way. Exactly. So that's one of the reasons uh, it will, or it has taken Cardano longer um, than than other blockchains, um, and it's it's not in an experimental state. Let's say so. Everything has been carefully thought through. It has taken longer um, than uh, anticipated, but it has the potential to really um, satisfy the needs of, of institutions going forward. I mean, and what does it take to build? And I, I think, Donish, I'd love to hear your take as well, that how many hours must be committed into these projects? I mean, how many belly buttons across the world are, are working on it? And is it that complex? I mean, there's enough code out there. There's enough smart people that have done things before, are they really creating something new? So we're a team of uh, 14 people working on this for about eight months now. Um, our people are special in a sense that they're on a level of uh, Olympiad uh, mathematician medal winners. Um, and they came up with quite some innovation um, to make the user experience um, and to make the, the, the DEX market feeling um, go, go to the next level. So there's, there's crucial innovations. We're not just copying uh, what is out there. So uh, in the introduction, I said we're, we're Uniswap uh, version 4. Um, and we have uh, a bunch of innovations. And maybe, Danish, you, you want to talk about these innovations and compare them uh, with what is out there today, specifically if we're talking about the DEX and certain front-running uh, mechanics that we've implemented um yeah yeah i think uh you know um the team um is fairly extensive and i think uh you know just to go back to your original question um dustin uh it uh, has taken a lot of a lot of man hours uh just to get it to this stage and i think you know uh to get to complete what um Mark has done over the course of eight months, I think it would be challenging for most people. Um, one of the things that people don't, actually, we don't really kind of talk about it as much um, in the Bitcoin Economic Exchange uh, marketing, but we actually are powered by scalable solutions, um, which Mark has run. And I think over the last two years, they've done uh, excellent work in powering a lot of our liquidity and security and um, you know everything you see on the exchange is done with the help of scalable solutions and that's kind of what um, also helped um, you know uh, us get market prominence and dominance and so on and so forth and uh, that's also kind of why the reason why I kind of hopped on as advisor you know knowing Mark's pedigree and the work that he's done sure um, 
so it's it's very interesting um and i think as for the features uh there's so many new features there's like uh, the anti front running feature. I think there's um, on the deck side of things. There's going to be various pools, um, and you know all these multiple features that you see on five or six different decks. Um, but you know, um, Mark's Mark's done good work to combine them into one. Um, I think the full list of features and uh, all that sexy stuff will. Uh, I'm not sure if it's been made fully public yet, but I'm sure we'll uh, we'll announce it soon. And so, Mark, talk about the process of, of finding talent, finding people to add to your team, because ultimately anybody you add on becomes a reflection of you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the, the challenging part, right, to uh, find the right people uh, to manage uh, such a project, uh, which you can uh, compare with, with building a spaceship almost. Um, we're in the fortunate situation that we do have uh, 250 developers at Scalable Solutions um, already, and that we interact with those guys uh, on, on a daily basis. So um, given that, uh, we, we had a pool of talent um, that we could assign uh, to such a project. And then as soon as it gained steam, uh, we created the association and uh, put them under that hood. Um, and that's, that's going fairly well. And given the traction we have today uh, out in the market, Market. Um, we are getting good requests from uh, interested people. So if you're a developer, uh, don't be shy. Um, contact us. Um, if, if your skill set matches, we'll find a way to work with you. So it sounds to me that what you're ultimately doing then is building an ecosystem, that you're, you're powering an ecosystem. Yeah, absolutely. So the long-term vision of Alconfy is to replace uh, traditional primary and secondary markets. So what does that mean exactly, Mark? What does that mean? So a, a primary market um, is something where you offer a financial product for the first time without having it fall into a, a direct market action. So it's uh, more or less uh, an auction or a fixed price. So, so there's different mechanics there. Um, and then when the primary market offering is, is finished, um, at some point you can move on to, to a secondary market, which is more or less the, the trading that we know from the Bitcoin.com exchange, um, where you have a market price, uh, your chart goes up and down, and uh, you are allowed to participate with uh, yeah, different market orders. And all of this stuff, um, yeah, in, in the past has been going through centralized counterparties. And what we want to enable is for people uh, all over the world to uh, go to Alconfy to connect with your wallet and start trading in a trustless way without having to rely on a middleman. Well, at the end of the day, the goal is that the users controlling it through the OCC token and the users will be allowed to decide uh, on, on the fee um, that are in there so they can make proposals and um, say um, what type of fee um, is just. Um, obviously, the fees that are being made by the protocol um, as well as by the people that, that provide liquidity um, go into separate pockets and the ones that are go to the protocol are being used to uh, improve the protocol and give it some life uh, for, for the future. Um, and I think 
in terms of cost, um, that the cost should go down massively uh, because you do not have to um, maintain like any centralized type of infrastructure, etc. So it all lives on the blockchain, um, which which will help uh, drive the cost down um, for sure. Um, and additionally. You can also have a, a more liquid exchange that is not uh, subject to local barriers uh, because everyone in the world can basically connect to um, such a venue. And so where do you ultimately then see Cardano headed long term? Where do you where do you envision it or where do you think I would say it in Charles's head? What do you think he sees? <laughs> that, that's a very good question. So I'm just uh, convinced about uh, the uh, Cardano um, technology. Um, I believe there is a lot um, this blockchain has to offer and the sky is really the limit, um, but making a prediction today um, is, is still difficult um, because um, it's, it's only starting and once the smart contracts are out there, it takes uh, projects like ours that uh, build uh, amazing stuff. Uh, once amazing stuff is out there and people start to use it, um, there will be more friendly tooling. Um, and once the, the friendly tooling is there and you have code bases that you can fork or reuse or amend to your purposes, um, only then it will pick up massive speed um, in terms of development. And that's uh, certainly still a hurdle um, that, that Cardano will have. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it, it, it needs killer apps to start. Um, and that's, that's what we're trying to build here. And so how do we learn more about OakumFi? Yeah, go to our website, uh, oakum.fi, uh, written with uh, two Cs. Um, on our website, you can uh, easily find the, the right social channels. Make sure you go through our website to not land in uh, channels that try to impersonate us. We haven't done like a, a public token sale yet. So we have people um, impersonating us, um, so-called selling our token, which is, is not out on the market yet. Um, and then follow our social channels on, on Telegram um, and, and on Twitter, read our Medium um, blog post posts um, where we do uh, quite a lot of education about Cardano, um, etc. Um, these are all good resources to um, stay up to date. Thank you again for sharing your story on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. The opinions, beliefs and viewpoints expressed by various guests or sponsors of the podcast are solely their own. They do not necessarily reflect those of the podcast host or the other people entities or organizations affiliated with the creation or production of the podcast. The guest and sponsor may consider their information reliable, but others involved in the creation or presentation of the podcast do not warrant the accuracy of guest or sponsor information, and it should not be relied upon. You've listened to another episode of the Bitcoin.com podcast. Subscribe at news.bitcoin.com, where your journey begins.